0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This this is is, is Kickoff in the Valley. Now, here's your host, Tyler Tyler Vazquez and, and Gunnar Jackson. Welcome into the kickoff of the Valley Podcast, covering your Arizona Cardinals. My name is Gunnar. That is Tyler Vasquez. We'll be chatting about the Cardinals' loss to the Chargers today, 24 to 25 at State Farm Stadium. Uh, But before we jump into that, Tyler, how was Thanksgiving, dude? Uh, Much better than today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I bet. How do you typically celebrate Thanksgiving in your house? Just kind of everybody together how, how does that
1: yeah we typically go to my cousin's house he's kind of the honorary uh host he puts on uh kind of the show for thanksgiving so mm-hmm. uh what's been nice is somehow we've gotten a free turkey over the last couple of years w- either from my job or my wife's and so that's kind of been our contribution is like oh hey here's the bird and so uh that kind of got
0: us out of having to do anything other than hey take this and prepare it have fun yeah how do you cook it? And we smoked it in the Traeger the second year in a row we've done it. it it's so good, dude. You just got to get up early, you know, obviously on uh Thanksgiving to get it into the uh smoker for the six, seven, eight hours, depending how big the turkey is. Yeah, I literally just show up. I mean, I, oh, I you don't, don't even, it's okay, but if it no. gets bird, you just hand it off and somebody
1: else cooks it. Yeah, yeah. Cousin <laughs> comes over, he picks it up after work and he takes it home and then he he does whatever needs to be done. Wow. Crazy I, I, I do nothing and yeah. it was my and i'm gonna throw out the the birthday card there as well it was also my birthday on thanksgiving so i i didn't really oh. have to do anything they, they brought birthday, me a cake dude.
0: and everything else i didn't know it was your birthday i would have texted you I, I i haven't been on facebook all weekend so I, uh, it's Facebook if it tells me whose birthday it is you know
1: i dislike my birthday <laughs> because it that once every seven years or so it falls on thanksgiving and uh it's completely oh, just wow. uh you know It's just, it's, it's the only thing I think worse than having your birthday on Thanksgiving would be having your birthday on Christmas because, you know, it's just irrelevant at that point, you know, (laughs) everyone's celebrating other things. So yeah, yeah, this is the, this is the one year I really hate my birthday because it falls so close actually this year, the the next couple of years, it kind of sucks because it's really close. I like when it's, you know, a week out. Or yeah. five days out or so, because at least then people uh, we we could kind of do something a little bit special. But right now everyone has their family in town and everything like that. So yeah. it, it
0: makes it tough when it's this close. Pretty low key, no drama.
1: Nah, no, nah, we yeah. didn't do anything.
0: It was it was low key.
1: As Mary J said, no, no more drama. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I wish I had a cool story to share, but yeah, it's pretty low key with us too.
1: Better better than the drama that is the Arizona was, Cardinals.
0: Yeah, it was rough today. It looked good. I mean, it looked it looked great. You know, leading into it, I think I got a text from my uh, co-host Cheyenne, like going into the fourth quarter. She says, "It looks like your uh, your boys are gonna pull it out." It's like, "Yeah." Oh, I, what was the exact response? I do not even have my phone on me, but I said, uh, "Yeah, we'll see." As long as they don't crap the bed, and that's exactly what happened at the end of the game. So, so
1: funny you say that, uh, longtime season ticket holder uh, Eric, who sits right behind me at the games, right? Mm-hmm. And. Uh, he had at this game he had his wife his dad usually comes with him so his dad was there and him and then his wife and then his daughter brought the whole family out to the game was able to kind of finesse them into our section and um <clears throat> he says after the cardinals uh score and they are now up seven and boy there's like two minutes left or something like that he's like all right we're heading out of here I'm like what are you what are you leaving for I Might i get this win and he goes Because the only thing that can happen from here on out is heartbreak. So right now we have the good feeling and we're going to leave and we'll beat traffic. And that's the positive right now. But if we stay, it could be a whole lot of heartbreak that I've seen before. And uh, so I look to my brother and said, are we leaving? And he goes, uh, and I go, well, let's walk up. So we walk up to the top of the concourse (laughs) And uh, the drive starts or the Cardinals are, are I think they're punting at this point or whatever. I, yeah, they're they're punting. And yeah, the, that was the
0: first punt to... of the game came in the fourth quarter. So they were punting.
1: Yeah. And know? so the okay. Chargers are about to get the ball. And I said, well, let's go because I got want to get back to the podcast, whatever. He says, are we really going to leave? I go, listen, Eric said the only thing that can happen from here is heartbreak. And he goes, I guess that's a good point. And so we get in the car, and and my brother pulls it up on his phone. So we're watching the last few minutes on our phone, and as the game plays out, it's like, yep, yeah, he was right, definitely. Uh, wow, man, probably the way to go.
0: Yeah, and you said that you've they you finessed his family into your section. I, it looked like there was a lot of open seats. I mean, was that the case? I Did noticed you... that. I was actually going to take a picture
1: of the upper bowl. I mean, the thing is, when the stadium's rocking and when the team is, you know, and there's hope every seat looks pretty full, even yeah. the upper bowl. And when I looked around today and like the beginning of the, I don't know, it was maybe mid third quarter, I looked around, I was like, man, that upper bowl looks thin right now. <laughs> and you typically see that when the team, when people have kind of given up on the team, that's yeah. when you start to see this because people just don't go. They, they end up eating the tickets or they give them away to someone else who doesn't care. Then they don't show up. And yeah, yeah I, I mean,
0: it's, it's been tough to get into this season, you know. I mean, there, there was a staff they put up on the TV that the Cardinals were 1-5 at, at home, which is the second worst in the NFL. Yeah, these know, last so. couple
1: of home games are going to be bad. Yeah. I mean, you got the Patriots next on Monday Night Football. I, I think that's going to be a rough game. I, I, Monday night, on a work night, for people to go downtown for a meaningless game, ugh. Here's the one thing with the loss today. When the Cardinals were winning early on, I'm like, oh, man, here we go. The Cardinals can't even lose right. Like, it's just typical Cardinals. Like, they'll win a game or two here in the stretch to give them a worse draft pick. And, you know, I guess that's a good sign team doesn't quit. But it's, I mean, as a fan, it's like, can we go get a player like just a (laughs) lights out you know star player can we draft someone in the offseason here that will make a difference be a key contributor versus like drafting in the teens and getting like a oh might be a star player like yeah or takes a couple years to develop I, i mean i would love to go get one of those i would love to have like a top three top two pick and you get like a guy that's ready to go right away
0: yeah that'd be nice um, but I mean, it was good to see Hollywood Brown back and uh, Hopkins side by side. I guess we can uh, chat about the game now, right? I mean, the the first part of the game, first quarter, they got the uh, they got a TD in the first quarter, which is uh, uh slim pickings this season, you know, with those TDs in the first quarter. But they they started looking good right off the bat, man.
1: No, they did. Uh, I want to start a little further. There was a report that came out this morning, and I think you're gonna like to dig into this a little bit, Gunner. Yeah, uh, Ian Rap report bright and early. I think I woke up at 7 or 8 a.m. and I saw this first thing on my phone reported that uh, Cliff and Kyler spent the last two weeks talking through everything and planning on how things will look uh, going forward. And they called it a blessing in disguise. What, I mean, all, the,
0: all the issues have been a blessing in disguise for those two?
1: No, no, that that they've had the last two weeks to kind of like with Kyler not playing oh. and kind of getting to talk and gotcha. sit down, like uh, that that's been the blessing this guys was just allowing them some time and let letting Kyler, maybe watch the offense. I, I'm assuming this is what it was alluding to was like get to see Kyler, watch the offense with somebody else and, and how it can work. And, um, and, and to go right into what you were just saying about how they, they started, I mean, yeah. definitely look like a better offense. Now I think it also makes a difference when you now have Deandre Hopkins and Hollywood Brown, both out there at the same time. Now you have two, Stud number one wide receivers that, that the other team's got to try to cover, which becomes a little bit difficult. You saw that move for the first touchdown that DeAndre Hopkins made that spin move and, and run to the end zone. Um, they, they this offense, uh, I saw someone tweet it out. They were like, Man, look how good Kyler and, and the three headed monster looks when everybody's healthy. And it's like, Yeah, and that's with the crappy O line. I mean, they've got Gunner, they've got. Guys that are probably as good as me, if I threw some pads on out there playing, I'm sorry, I feel bad for saying that, but it's just, oh, I mean, you got, you got guys that probably should not be playing right now, and, mm-hmm. and they are, and you're still moving the ball, which looked good, I, I mean, you look better as an offense in the first half than you have um, all season,
0: I mean, so what did. What are the injuries on the offensive line? I mean, I probably should know this, but I mean, if if they're all out with injuries,
1: I think I read today it was the eighth combination of offensive lines. So, you, you, I mean, Kelvin Beachum, um, your right tackle is the only guy that is a starter. Everybody Fun. else is is backups. So, um, they just they just put DJ Humphreys on IR. So, you know, your your main cog on your offensive line at left yeah. tackle, he's done. He probably won't come back. I mean, he they're talking four weeks. I mean, there's no sense in rushing him back at this point. Doubt Rodney Hudson comes back. Doubt Justin, you know, Justin Pugh's probably done. I think Jeez. they've already ruled him out for the year. And then um, Will Hernandez is your other one. So, I, I mean, you, so you just you can't win like that.
0: No, and so going into this bye week, there's no way of getting healthy after the bye week. Most of most of the now, offensive line are out for the season.
1: No, you're going to play with this patchwork offensive line the Trust rest of the year. You. So, yeah, Hollywood Brown's going to be another week healthier. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, I, I know DeAndre Hopkins was dealing with a hamstring issue, so he's going to be a little bit healthier. Uh, Kyler Murray with his little nick-up injury. I, I mean, so, yeah, are you going to get healthier? Sure, but you're not going to get, key players back for that offense that you need. And and it just is what it is. I always say like every team battles major injuries. Like every team will have at least one huge IR uh, mm-hmm. where they, you lose a key player, right? Like, like let's look at the Chargers. Pretend it was – well, you, I mean, they've had theirs. It was uh, Keenan Allen, right? Keenan Allen missed like mm-hmm. 10 games this year because of a hamstring issue. So it's, it's can you overcome your biggest injury – and the Cardinals, unfortunately, have just had so many. It's not just been one; it's been it's been a lot. And I hate to make that like this built in excuse to like justify Cliff Stain or or uh, Kime or any of these guys keeping their jobs because I know a lot of the fan base are like they're over it. They want to see change, and and I get that. But I, when you just gave all these people their extensions and they have this many injuries, I think it's really really makes it a hard hard case. Like to justify, you know, ripping up contracts and things like that. When you, when you've, it's one thing, it was one or two guys, but they've just had so many injuries that it's, it's brutal. The one thing I will say is that in the second half, when the Cardinals, um, they went like three straight three and outs on the, on the, in the fourth quarter and it was mm-hmm. just ugly. And it's like, you had the opportunity to seal the deal. And, and that's where I do look at like a cliff and get frustrated again. Yeah. When you look at him as like, dude, here's your opportunity, shut everybody up, like call a a game-winning drive here. Or how about in the first half when, what was it, fourth and one on like your own, I don't know, if it was your own 25 or 30, it was like right in front of me. Right. Uh, Your own 25 or 30-yard line. And instead of just, again, getting under center and running a QB sneak, which we'll never do, or running James Conner up the middle or anything like that,
0: we throw like a deep pass. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, it was a pass to Hopkins. I I wrote that down too. I'm like fourth and yeah. inches in a shotgun, and they're yeah. passing it to Hopkins. I, Connor's been running through them all game. That whole first half, he was he was he was running through them. I don't know why you don't. It's almost like it, uh, a Marshawn Lynch situation with Beast Mode. You know, I mean, you, when you got a runner that does so well on the ground, and it, and it looked like they were doing really well with the run game today, to to be in the shotgun on fourth and inches and passages made no sense to me at all.
1: I, yeah, no, it, it, the play calling was suspect there. And so yeah. that's where it's like, again, Cliff, what are we doing at that point? I wish they would have put now, now they, they got lucky. Uh, I think the guy picked it off. And so it was ultimately like a punt at that point. So, you know, get saved by the vendor. I mean, if anything, the defender should have just swatted the thing yep. down and, and they would have, they would have got it in their own uh, uh, in their own like red zone or within, you know, 30 yards of yeah. scoring, but.
0: Did you have an issue with this time clock management today? I, I kind of made some notes at the end of the uh, second quarter, you know, about how how they had 40 seconds left in the quarter. They burned a timeout to prevent a delay a game. You know, the final timeout, they took it 17 seconds left in the quarter. You know, I, did, I I felt like the the time management wasn't there. There was no strategy behind how to handle the time at the end of the half. Did you feel that or no? <coughs> um, I... I... I mean, that's been an ongoing issue for
1: Cliff all right here. So it's kind of like <clears throat> ultimately I've I've heard a lot of people complain about a couple of things. One time management to the referees. You had the the Trayvon Mullen where where he caused the fumble and and then under the pile. He had it. They called it the Cardinals Way. They said it was Cardinals' possession.
0: Yeah. And they, they did
1: a review and I've never seen this like in a pile. Somehow they determined that the charges had got it and Trayvon had stolen it from them. Like, I've never seen something like that get overturned,
0: but so I understand. But you know where that came from, though, was that game where they had the replacement referees up there in Seattle and where the one guy called the called the touchdown. And the other guy said, a, you know, incomplete or a. I don't know. I don't know what he was calling, but I mean, during the replacement referees, that's where they ultimately landed on the rule where tie goes to the runner, right? And that's what they ultimately decided on with that play, right?
1: Yeah, but I've I've yet to see a fumble like that. If you call yeah. it to one guy, like at at this point, I mean, anytime there's a pile, you should call it then because I, I like you should call a challenge.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Normally, it's whoever it's, has it when they un- yeah, it's, the it's whoever it comes yeah. out
1: of the pile typically gets it. So that yeah. was a crazy call. Then the Zayvon Collins interception where it didn't look like there was a clear, like they called it an interception. So by rule, there has to be clear and obvious footage to overturn it. I don't know how there was clear and obvious footage on either of those calls. So I get fans being upset about that, but at the end of the day, it was your game to lose. Like you had it. So I, I look at us as like, we can get pissed about those things. But at the end of the day, at this point, Again, what are you playing for? So take the L's. I, I mean, <laughs> I, as a big fan, I got—I don't want to see them win. Like, I, I i get people, like, may get mad at that. They may say, yeah. like, why do you want their team to lose? Well, hello, the only way to get better is by getting better talent. So at this point, like, it's not the end of the world that we lost. This is just typical Cardinal football and finding another way to lose. Yeah. I mean, that I mean, just
0: is. That's what you want is better talent, but you also got to have the decisions up, up top, right? And well,
1: guess school. guess what? If they start winning these games, you ain't firing the coaches. <laughs> so at the end of the day, if you want change both on the field and on the sidelines or up in the GM box or owner's box, like those changes are only gonna happen if we keep losing. If we win games like today, you know, you're holding out probably hope, or you're we're not holding hope as fans, but as an ownership base, they're holding out hope that like this is this can be fixed and, and can be done with the people in place. So um, Josh Weinfuss asked Cliff Kingsbury after the game, was he concerned about his job security after the Cardinals fell to four and eight following Sunday's loss to the Chargers? His response, I am not. Very short and sweet. Uh Cliff Maybe does not think he'll be king. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe you well, I to, mean, what is Cliff gonna say? Like is he gonna Yeah, say, yeah I think they're gonna fire me.
0: Oh, well, he's he's just you know, I mean, he's sitting on that contract. Yeah, he just signed that new contract. Maybe he's sitting comfortable, knowing that he has that new contract. And, you know, I feel like if you, you feel like your job, you're going to lose your job. You're going to work harder when, I mean, just in, in any career and any job, right. Yeah. So that he should be concerned about his job security for him to say that he's not, you know, either that, or he's just kind of throwing lines out there like he normally does, you know, at these press conferences that ultimately don't end up being true, you know, and a, a couple of examples from, uh, you know, the the trade deadline, you know, was something going to happen? He had thrown that line out there. Oh, yeah, something's going to happen. I'd be shocked if something didn't happen. Well, that nothing happened there. You know, they did nothing ahead of the trade de- deadline. And uh, there was another example that slipped my mind. But uh, I feel like he just kind of throws things out there, you know, in response to a question, whether it's truthful or not.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm tired of his answers. I'm tired of, yeah, right. um, I, I could, I could be completely fine without hearing Cliff in front of a microphone the rest of the season. Um, uh, but I mean, that's just the nature of the job. Um, so we're going to hear more from him, right? Like it's just going to happen. Now, the one thing we talked about earlier this week was the Sean Payton bowl and that the rumors tied to both these teams, uh, the chargers and the Cardinals, was that Sean Payton is interested in the Chargers and the Cardinals jobs if they become available. Well, you got to think today helps the cause. If if you're on that train of wanting Sean Payton, this helps the cause because the Cardinals lose, the Chargers win, and we were looking ahead earlier this week. The Chargers have some winnable games on their schedule. You look at the Cardinals' schedule, and we may be lucky to get one or two wins. I mean, we do play the Broncos and the Falcons, but both are road games. I know we play better on the road, but – yeah. I, I mean, the Broncos is going to be in cold weather. Um, Falcons do play in a dome, but I feel like we never play good at Atlanta. So, uh, yeah, you got to, you got to, if you watch Sean Payton, you're not hoping for Cardinal wins and you just got to stomach your pride there a little bit. And, um,
0: but I mean, we'll overall though, I mean, looking at this game as a whole, you know, I mean, we kind of, you know, picked out a couple things there or a few things in this game, but I mean, as a whole, I mean, it felt, felt okay right i mean you you said you know your buddy eric you know going into the fourth quarter he he took off cuz i mean up until that point in the fourth quarter you felt good about the team right yeah
1: <laughs> so but we, it was uh, also i mean he he said that with the reservation of that i only know
0: that this can only get worse so right. Oh, so uh, right i mean and, and it did so who, who do you pin the loss on at this <sighs> point though being that it took it it took all the way to the end of the game for the chargers to get that win. Right. I mean, they went for the two point conversion, you know, they went for the win instead of the tie avoiding overtime and, and this and that, you know, it's, um, but who do you, uh, who do you blame the loss on? Did the defense fail us? Um, Cause I mean, the offense put points that, on the board. That's where people are going. Yeah. But they, they had
1: three opportunities where they go three and out and burn. Yeah, yeah. Like no time off the clock, you put the defense on the field four times, uh, in less than like five minutes. I, I mean, right. I, I mean, I sent something to you guys. It was three straight three and outs for the Cardinals offense. Total time taken off the clock on those drives was three minutes and thirty one seconds.
0: Yeah, like That's not much.
1: So you put your defense on the field in under four minutes, yeah. four different times. What do you expect's gonna happen? Like, if, so I, I mean, one that thing all, that I. Yeah. One thing I did hear on the on the post game interviews that the Cardinals do on my drive home, Kelvin Beachum who's kind of been the the staple of the Cardinals offensive line all season like we were talking about earlier. They asked him about it and he just said it wasn't smart football. And instantly Paul Calvisi, who's asking him the questions, he kind of tries to dive a little deeper and and I think Kelvin Beachum caught himself and was like, you know, he kind of gave a BS like response to that after but <laughs> I mean you're, I really think we're getting to this point where this team, Cliff is is really started to lose them. And I, I think like we can pinpoint it to here. like it probably happened a week ago uh, in the Mexico game. we did see some some laxadaisical effort and some things like that. I think you're at the point this team is in, in give up mode and it's only going to get worse week after week and, and players are starting to voice it. And so, and that's the problem as a head coach, when you lose a team, it's over. So like, it just yeah. puts Michael Bidwell in a position where, dude, you got to make a move. I, I like at this point, I mean, you can keep Cliff till the end of the season if you want, but at this point, I mean, what, what but for?
0: You, yeah. But I mean, do you, do you think that he did lose the team at this point? You think the um
1: <clears throat> I mean it feels like it. It feels like week after week as we see more come out, it just I don't know. I I don't think got I don't think, I don't, got, I, I, I don't think it, they're fighting for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like
0: the only reason I bring that up is because I mean you don't see any you haven't seen any um you know heated arguments on the sideline when you're watching uh, the HBO Hard Knocks, it seems like they're all kind of on the same page. They haven't, you know, he hasn't lost them. That's the only reason I bring that up. You know, yeah, and he had
1: arguments about four weeks ago. I mean, I toned well, down yeah. when Colt, when Colt became the starter, but yeah. When but you're, I mean, When your million dollar man at quarterback gets under center, I mean, there's been fights. So, yeah. um, uh, <laughs>
0: he's not, he's not <laughs> concerned about his job security. Like you said, you know, I mean, if, if, he, if how, he's
1: got to answer like that, he can't say, oh yeah, I'm worried I'm going to get fired. You know what I mean? Like, well, why would obviously he, he's, he, he's yeah. not going further into it. He's not going to keep like, yeah. he's being very short. Which, which I can expect. I, like, he has to be worried. Like, that's just how it is. Like, yeah, he has to wouldn't know it. it be,
0: just be honest and transparent, you know? Just be like, yeah, we have not performed like we should have this season. And if they ultimately decide to go another way, I totally understand, you know? But, you know, I'm doing my best. We're going to try and pull this together. We're going to try and get some W's to end the season. You know? Let's be honest and transparent. It'll be a little, it'll be a little more respectable if he I, did. I would prefer him... Um,
1: deflect the things that are going to make him look good in the sense of like, listen, it's been a tough season. We've had a lot of injuries. Like I know it's not a good excuse, but at the end of the day, when you lose your entire offensive line and it's next man up, I I mean, you're, we're doing what we can, we're fighting, we're battling. It was a close game today. We should have got the W like there's, there's things he could say to elaborate and deflect He gives the short answer because at the end of the day, he is worried. He knows it's probably, he feels like he's got to feel it. The fact that everyone keeps asking him at that point, you got to feel like it's coming. You know what I mean? Like, what are we doing? (laughs) You wouldn't be getting asked this over and over and over again. If, if uh, it wasn't like a realistic thing. So the first time he's had to deal with this This is his first head coaching job in the pros. So like, you know, uh, if he ever gets another head coaching job in the pros again, you know, maybe he'll handle this differently next time around, but
0: yeah, live and learn. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he'll probably end up doing college for a little bit and then uh, come back and take what he learned. You know, I
1: talked to someone yesterday and I, I literally asked this and I said, do you think, and I only asked this cause Matt rule just got, I think it was the Nebraska job and he yeah. was a coach mm-hmm. in, in Carolina, right? Well, because he got that job, it basically offsets the money that Carolina, owed to him so and my actually my uh my good buddy ryan brought this up to me yet yeah, the other day he goes hey with rule like this is something i didn't think about was what if cliff got a college coaching job because if he did then a lot of the money would be basically compensated by the new the new gig right like if that's how he left versus getting uh, and actually rule got fired. So it doesn't even matter. Like whether we fire cliff or whatever cliff gets a coaching job, then ultimately that would be the case. But then I asked someone in the sports media, what do you think about cliff going back to college? And they basically said with the context that he's established, um, with Sean McVay and the Rams and other people within the league, like they, they find it hard to believe that he would get a head coaching job in college. He'd probably, he wouldn't go down to deal with that again. He wouldn't go down all the things that go with college. He would probably stay in the pros and, and join someone as like an offensive coordinator
0: uh,
1: or, or join someone on their staff in the in the pros. Like why not make a couple million dollars and, and just stay in the pros and not deal with the recruiting and, and things like that. So that was the one positive that in my mind I was thinking could happen. Like, yeah you keep hearing these rumors about like Oklahoma or these different jobs that could open up um that that maybe he could get and and then off, that would offset some of the money, so maybe Michael Bidwell doesn't feel as bad about letting him go. you know what I mean like yeah. he signed him with that big extension well, if he gets another job, well, then you're not eating all that cash so right but from from people that are around the team, they don't think he'd be going back to college
0: mm. Um, Kyler Murray on all of his rush attempts, Tyler. I mean, what were your um you think a lot of those were called? Is that him just taking things into his own hands? Uh is that frustration showing through?
1: Well, Ky- I mean I mean, listen, he, he ran seven times for fifty six yards, averaged eight yards of carry, got a touchdown. On that one, that touchdown that he that he had, um, he started from like fifteen yards out. I sent you right. like a, a Twitter screen cap of it. Like <laughs> And he basically walked into the end zone. So, I mean, that's what makes Kyler Murray special. And, and I I mean, that's a little bit of the difference between him and Colt McCoy in there. You know, Colt McCoy was being raved about for getting the ball out quickly uh, Mm -hmm. in his two games. Now, it worked the first game against the Rams, and it didn't work so much against the Niners. Uh, But with Kyler, you don't want him almost to get the ball out quick because you want him to be able to make plays with his legs when all things, you know, go to hell. So. I get what you're asking is like, you know, was it designed or not? I I mean, I don't know. on the the seven. It's really hard to tell in that. I mean, there's, I I don't know. I wouldn't say, you know, out of seven, maybe half were designed and the other half were him on the go. And, but that's, that's what you're going to get with him. I mean, again, that's what makes him special. Would I like to see better design runs? Like I see with like a Lamar Jackson or a Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I mean, there's all these great runs, like these sweep runs that they do that I get they're bigger than Kyler, but send a blocker, have him run around the edge. Like he's quick. Like I, I don't yeah. get why we don't do it. I don't get why we don't do the boots. I don't get, you saw Kyler under center a little bit more today, which was nice. But again, there was that fourth and one we talked about run a QB sneak, do something like that. They yeah. don't do it. It's, it's weird play calling. And, and I, and the one thing that I don't think we'll ever get the answer to, I mean, we'll get the answer when a new coach comes in, uh, if that happens, but prior to that like we're not getting the answer why doesn't kyler do these things is it because cliff doesn't prefer to do it with kyler because he doesn't trust it does kyler not like it and he's superseding cliff like we're gonna find out if cliff gets let go and they bring in let's say a sean payton and then he starts running the boot plays and the, the the different you know all the, you know, being under center, more running QB sneaks, things like that. Like we'll, we're going to find out real quick uh, at that point, what, what the reality is, but. I don't
0: okay, know. It would be good to know, like the decisions, you know, like, yeah. Like when they build the plays and the game plan for each game, you know, you know, what, uh, what oh, who's the, got
1: the puppet strings, right? Yeah, like, exactly, who, because is it the coach uh, or is it Kyler? I mean, which one is it? Like, it's it, like the it. fact that we don't know four years into this is a little weird.
0: Well, no, I understand that. But like with Colt McCoy, you know, A.J. Green was being targeted the two games that Colt McCoy filled in, you know, but he doesn't get targeted at all when Kyler Murray's there, you know. So is that part of the game plan that Kyler does not target A.J. Green, but Colt McCoy did, you know, or is that just based on each individual quarterback's (coughs) view of the field, you know, and Kyler being as short as he is, you know, and Colt's a little taller, you know, does that play into it? Did you see that graphic that they shared
1: about Tyler yeah. being the shortest uh QB in the you league? See that? Right? You're in
0: the weren't you in the stands or where, where were you?
1: Uh, I saw it on Twitter and oh, so okay. I instantly ran with it. But yeah, Herbert being the tallest and they put it side yeah. by side. Man, they, oh, they dude, really six, did him dirty on that. Yeah. Well, they said Kyler was five ten, and I I'm telling you, I stood next to the guy. I don't think he's five ten. he's like six foot. Like I oh. I'm six one and he wasn't taller than me, but he, he was close. I mean, we we're close to the same height, so okay. I mean, I don't know, but, uh, I think, I think that was for more effect than anything. Um, but your, your boy, AJ green, you know, you're, you're a huge fan of his, you know, but I mean, yeah, what, he had two targets, one reception for five yards. Um, he had another one where they threw to him and it got broken up. That was, that was the second target. But, um, I
0: mean, is that part of the game plan or is that no, kind decisions?
1: I think Kyler's lost all trust in AJ green. So he won't throw to okay. him. Uh, I mean, you see, you just see it in the targets, right? Like, Ultimately, it's Kyler's decision where the ball is going, like what he's seeing on the field. I know they're going to say, hey, your hot route is, you know, your your primary target on this one should be this person or that person or whatever. But Kyler's going to throw it wherever he thinks the the open guy is, you know, he's multiple reads. Um, But we look at the targets today. Hopkins six. For four receptions, uh, 87 yards and a touchdown. His longest was 33 yards. Uh, Hollywood Brown, eight targets, six receptions, 46 yards. So, I mean, 14 targets to Hopkins and Hollywood Brown alone. When we look at the rest of the team, James Conner three. Robbie Anderson, three. Clement, one. Ba- ba- Baselia, one. Adrian Green, two. And McBride, three. So that's five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 13. So Hopkins and Brown total 14, the rest of the team, they had targets 13. So, I mean, Kyler, uh, that's the one thing that I wish he was better at is spreading the ball around and getting it to multiple guys and like making them involved. Cause when I looked at when the team's been good, Kurt Warner, Carson Palmer, you look at those years where they're really good, you'll see that guys will have, you know, there'll be five or six guys with four or five catches plus. Yeah. I think that is part of the problem with this offense is Kyler can only trust one or two guys and he only can get it to those two guys. I mean, you can't tell me that none of these guys have talent to catch balls and you can't spread it around, especially when you have Hopkins and Brown out there and you know, they're going to be covered like crazy. Like there's gotta be guys that are going to have open, you know, opportunities. Now Trey McBride dropped a couple of like crucial catches that, you know, you'd expect for that guy to catch. But also I still stand by like, and I get it. You gotta, you gotta perform when your number's called. But the guy, and I don't want to make an excuse because he was a player we partnered up with at Burger King Travel this year. But I will say, like, I just feel like it's got to be a really hard thing to come into a game and like get one look or two looks a game, yeah. like just randomly get thrown the ball like forty minutes in or thirty yeah. minutes in or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I just
0: no, I don't know. It, yeah, it does. It would be kind of tough, you know. I mean, we don't have you know how many snaps they were in for you know uh this game but i mean it's got to be tough when you're running all those routes you know mm-hmm. and and then finally it comes to you and it may not be your best route of the day but you know it it's tough and then you drop the ball and they don't they're not you'll you'll lose quarterbacks trust in you you know so then he's gonna go somewhere yeah, else running your routes hoping and hoping but because you dropped that ball uh 10 plays ago they're not gonna come to you it sucks Mm-hmm.
1: No, I agree. I like to me that is, uh, like I, I think that's part of the problem. Like they need to spread the ball around more. We need to get it to other receivers. You it was need
0: cool to see Robbie Anderson get one, though. That was cool. I, I enjoyed watching that, though.
1: Yeah, I'm glad in what is it five, six games he's got one catch. Well, for he's,
0: he has dropped, he has people, dropped. Yeah. people dropping balls. Yeah, I mean, he has dropped yeah. balls in prior games, and maybe that's why they Man, have a he... but... When
1: he caught that pass, though, he sure was flexing like, "Oh, yeah. oh monkey off my yeah, back, baby!" Maybe a, yep, yep. Oh my God! I mean, he had one catch prior to this for negative four yards. So uh, his two catches have now totaled for thirteen
0: yards. So that dude is yeah. so like he's so skinny. Like he he's gone stick, man.
1: Dude, he was a there were a couple of years ago. He was a top receiver in the league. I mean, he was dominating through like seven, eight weeks, and now he's just he's never bounced back. And
0: you say, you said you say he gone oh yeah he will be here next year <laughs> now
1: nah, he gone
0: i don't know man he's a little slinky little thing you know I, they're, they're gonna turn over
1: them. a lot of this roster in the offseason aj green he gone uh robbie anderson he gone
0: i know but i i think it's in how you use them though you get a sean payton in there who knows how to use the tools in the toolbox and we'll see you know i think it all starts from the top yeah
1: i think if sean payton comes in he's gonna want to bring in some of his people yeah, there's certain guys you can't get rid of. You're not going to be able to get rid of Hopkins. You're going to get rid of Hollywood Brown. So it's one of those things where some of these depth guys are going to be out of here. They're going to have to bring in some new new weapons um, yeah. for whoever that is. James Conner had a pretty good day, all things considered, other than that interception uh, yeah. or that interception, that fumble he had early in the game. He had 25 attempts, 120 yards. It was his first game over 100 yards, I believe I saw. Um, He averaged almost five yards carry, 4.8 yards. So uh, not a bad day from James Conner. I think he also had that reception touchdown, right?
0: Uh, Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: They did did a little dump off to
0: him and he scored. Yeah. And his fumble, though, I mean, that's, that's, yeah, it did count against him as a fumble. But, man, when you got big dudes in there just throwing punches at the back of your, you know, the back of your ribs and one one of those punches got through and knocked the ball out. I mean, that's tough. That's so tough.
1: Yeah, I don't want to bail him out too much because, you know, (laughs) Benjamin wouldn't have fumbled. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. But I did see that across the board when he fumbled was everyone saying, this is where,
0: Eno Benjamin would come in handy. I don't Um, think Connor didn't get a rushing touchdown. It was a uh, receiving touchdown. No, it was just the receiving one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They did ask Kyler about uh, also about the rumors about tension and he, he refuted it as well. So there's no tension. We're good, but. Okay. ooh. The fact that like this keeps coming up does not bode well. So yeah,
0: but again, like you like you said, you know, I mean, what who who's going to be honest about that? And who's going to say who's going to be the guy to oh, speak no. up and say, yeah, the locker room's crap? You know, th- there's so much tension. Nobody's going to speak up and say that. You know, well, Michael Bidwell
1: better know something. I'll be interested to see on Hard Knocks. Uh, th- I would assume it's going to be this week. I think they take next week off for the for the bye week. There, mm-hmm. I, there there should be an episode this Wednesday, and then I think the following Wednesday because it's a bye, they'll they'll not have an episode. But what I am interested to see there was that rumor that leaked or not rumor. I mean, it came up in in a in conversation that that Michael Bidwell will watch his film with uh, Cliff Kingsbury and Vance Joseph. Yeah. I'm interested to see does that make Hard Knocks? Do we get to see one of those film sessions? Because like at some point. Like if this is the Cowboys, Jerry Jones would have already been on this show. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> we haven't seen much of uh Michael Bidwell, but Yeah, well like, no, it,
0: it was two episodes ago. They they rode with him from what, Washington, DC, uh on in the plane. plane. Yeah. on the plane, yeah. Yeah, the
1: little flex of him flying a plane. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: So that that was the episode that featured Bidwell, but I think that was but I wanna
1: it. see, like, are they gonna show him getting his hands into the operation side of things? Like Yeah. That could be interesting.
0: Hmm. Yeah, but I don't know. You got to respect an owner that's kind of hands off. Just let the people you hired and put in place do their job. You know, I think Jerry Jones oversteps his uh, his boundaries a little much. You know, it's got to be frustrating Ooh. for McCarthy and, <laughs> you know, that team.
1: So you're saying the owner might be involved a little too much.
0: Hey, well, in Dallas, I think Jerry Jones loves the spotlight. You know, Bidwell's more of a behind the scenes type of guy. No, no, no. no. I think you're onto something.
1: Uh, well, Gutter, with that being said, we will not have, I don't think we're doing any episodes next week during the bye week. So, yeah, unless no, something we'll, crazy
0: happens. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll
1: just... return probably to our normal schedule that following week uh, as we lead into Monday Night Football against the Patriots here at home. Hopefully, the Cardinals can keep their losing ways. Uh, as with our remaining, what is it? Five games. We just need to, uh, keep stacking L's. What do you think Gunner?
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be for the better of the team, but I mean, you know, if we stack those L's, let's make sure that we get some new leadership so that they're able to choose the new, you know, players that come into the organization.
1: Do you, you know? You want- I mean, we, we talked about this a few weeks ago and I'll ask you this to end of the episode. Do you think we uh-huh. see change here going into the bye week? I mean, right now, uh, if you're going to fire during the season, this would ooh, make tomorrow. sense. Right? Let's do it. Like, yeah. yeah.
0: Let's uh, do it. I, I hope tomorrow. I know uh, what you small, hope. My question small. is, do you think that it happens here? Uh, now that you brought it up, man, we just passed a Black Friday. I think we need a Black Monday. You know, let's screw Cyber Monday. Let's go Black Monday. Let's hand Cliff Kingsbury his walking papers and say, uh, thanks for trying. We appreciate you trying. Uh, but, uh, good luck on your next venture, you know, and, and have, um, Sean Payton ready to roll.
1: Well, and the only reason I like it is because if you do let him go, it now gives you the opportunity to start like making moves to try to figure out who your next head coach is going to be. Right. Like yeah. at that point, it's well known that you need a head coach cause you've now let your head coach go. So, yeah. Uh, and, that new
0: head, and that replacement or that interim head coach has got two weeks, you know, uh, uh, to, to get a plan together and kind of oh, get yes. everybody on the same page.
1: Exactly. And you just saw it yeah. with uh, the ASU, right? With uh coach. What is it? Guayo? Uh, yeah. you Chandler High, he filled in for ASU and now today they just hired, uh, a, a new head coach. So, um, we've seen the interim thing already happen here in the Valley once. Maybe you'll see it now with the Cardinals. Uh, I mean, listen, I think everyone across the fan base is rooting for it. Um, it will be interesting, though, if, if they do make a move this week, what does that look like? Is it Kime and Cliff? Is it only Cliff? Mm. Like, what happens Yeah, it's really going to test how cheap Michael Bidwell is? I Like, I want to know yeah. that. I want to see how now, much of a cleared house
0: we do. And how loyal he is. You know, yeah. I mean, he's obviously a loyal dude. And you watch the episodes on uh, Hard Knocks. The two of them are up in the uh, the suite together. Uh, bumping fists whenever something good goes on, you know, in that game. So it,
1: it. I, I, miss this, but typically the Cardinals, uh, Michael Bidwell, Steve Kime, they walk down to the field when when they think the game's over and the Cardinals are going to win, uh, or if it's like close enough where they think they could win to kind of celebrate with the team. If they're losing, they don't come to the field. Like that just right. doesn't happen. So I did see a tweet that said uh, Steve Kime got a witness that that blown game today.
0: Uh, oh, was he down there? Center.
1: Yeah, he was down. I don't know if Michael Bidwell was, but I because again, uh, I left. I left with a few yeah. minutes to go. Ah, uh, but I did read that Kime was definitely on the field. I am uh, assuming yeah. usually when Kime goes down, so does Bidwell, yeah. and so does like Adrian Wilson, and you know Cardinals brass are all on that field. Yeah. Um, but yeah
0: I, we'll, yeah, I think you get rid of both of them tomorrow and uh, and rebuild. You know, use the uh, the rest of this season. Um, to kind of bring everybody back together, let them know what the plan is, you know, grab uh, those extra pieces that you're going to need in the off season and, and in the draft and make a run at that Super Bowl next, uh, next season.
1: Well, I think you're in a perfect spot, honestly, to make the change. And again, we could talk about this more as we get into coming out of the buy, but yeah. I think you're in a really good spot to make the change. Cause you do have Kyler under contract. You've got some key personnel decisions that need to be made and, and, and contracts that haven't been finished yet. Mm-hmm. So, ultimately like you're probably in a good spot that if you're going to make a move other than dealing with those contracts themselves, the, the coach or, or GM or whoever's like, you're probably in a good position to make that move um, because you're, you're, you're going forward. You're not cemented too deep. Like JJ Watt, you can make a move on, you can make a move with Deandre Hopkins. Like there's, there's pieces you can move away if you wanted to, to create cap space and, and really let someone design the team how they want it to be.
0: Um, so I that are there though, dude. I mean, the pieces are there. I mean, look at the names and everything looks amazing. I mean, going yeah, but, the but
1: here, here's the reality and gunner, what, what you're saying is, is almost you're contradicting why you don't make a move because the minute you bring in new coaches or new GMs or anything like that, you already know you're setting yourself back a year or two so because they all got to learn new playbook and new everything right okay. so ul- ultimately you've got to know that first year the nfl you can go from worst to first like that happens but more than likely you're you're committing to what we call a rebuild at that point you're committing to uh you know a little take a step back to take two steps forward right? right so when you say the pieces are there to win now I think it'd be very rare for someone to come in and all of a sudden shine up the turd that is the Arizona Cardinals and somehow all of a sudden be a Super Bowl contender uh, without necessarily like, just look at it like anywhere. Right. Like, like Gunnar, if I gave you the keys to a different radio station, I don't Mm -hmm. care how good that radio station is. You're going to come in and put your own spin on it. right? Right. Like, that's just what's going to, that's what anyone ever, I trust me, I've tried this in other jobs. I mm-hmm. went and took a management job at one place. I said, I'm going to keep all the staff. And within eight months, guess what? I turned over all the staff. Like it yeah. just was, an. it was inevitable because they didn't know how to follow my lead of what I wanted to accomplish my way. They were used to the old way, which didn't work. Right. And I was trying to change it. So you're gonna have the same problem with whoever you bring in. Like you're gonna have to turn over, you're gonna have to bring new people in, you're gonna have to make changes and bring in. That's why you see guys bring in like Bruce Arians. He he was in love with AQ Shipley. The meatball he was. I mean, AQ Shipley wasn't that great, but for some reason, always had a job. I'm trying to remember the other offensive lineman that he just absolutely loved. He was one of the worst O linemen in the league. But for some reason, again, Bruce Arians loved him because they had a relationship. Like yeah. that'll be the same thing with Sean Payton. Like he comes in, it ain't going to be you're running out all these guys. You're going to make a lot, you're going to make changes. So ultimately, that's the decision you got to make. It's either you let Cliff run it back and run one more year at full health. Who knows if they are (laughs) in full health? They could get injuries in the offseason. Yeah. But you run it at full health
0: or you make the move. There's got to be something to the Sean Payton thing. Otherwise, you know, I mean, it's kind of been all over the place in various areas. And I mean, there's got to be something to it. But let's say that there is. And they give him the option of waiting till the off season or coming in now at the bye week. What? No, uh, no, no,
1: no. That won't happen. He, he. One, he's under contract with the Saints, so you got to make a trade for Sean Payton. Which, even though,
0: even though he's ex. Yeah, no, he's
1: he's he retired while still under contract. So ultimately, to get Sean Payton, you're gonna have to trade draft picks, maybe a player. Like you're gonna have to give compensation to the Saints to get him. So. It's not going to happen this uh, right now. It would be in the off season, uh, or or towards the end of the season. Maybe that's when they'd make a move or, or whatever. But
0: yeah, it um, says he's under contract through twenty twenty four.
1: Yeah, so wow. so that, so to get Sean Payton, it's going to cost you. And so, uh, I mean, that they could, I could see them firing Cliff this week. And then just being on pause, like that's the best case scenario. Like they just run with interims and they just go Vance the rest Joseph, of the season,
0: right? Would you put? Uh, would you appoint? Yeah, Vance may, Joseph may, maybe. Maybe you Trump? give.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you give yeah. Vance Joseph the reins to finish out the season, and and we go from there. So
0: okay.
1: Well, we'll have plenty of time to talk about the fallout. We'll do an emergency episode in the event yeah. Cliff does get fired. So otherwise, so this is the plan going forward. Okay. There will be no episodes over the next week after this one. Uh until we return from the bye. And then at that point, you know, we'll we'll business as usual. Unless Cliff gets fired, then we will have a special episode over yeah. the bye week. Uh, we uh we will a
0: celebratory come. party, right? We yeah, yeah, it, yeah.
1: It'll party. be more of a celebration. Yeah. But uh well, with that being said, we're gonna wrap this fine post-game show. Uh, where you can celebrate at least something, a good post game show. You know what I mean. Uh, yeah. For Gunner Jackson, you can find him at The Gunner on Twitter and at Radio Gunner on Instagram. You can find me, Tyler. I'm with Bird Gang Travel on Twitter or Instagram at Bird Gang Travel. Make sure you download and subscribe every episode at KickoffInTheValley.com or CardinalsPodcast.com, wherever you find easier to remember. And as always kick off in the valve.